Sports Pan lives here on ESPN-UP, online with a wrap Tanner Hoops with you. Glad you're with us Wednesday afternoon. Dark, stormy, but bright and sunny here inside the studio, and it helps that I've got the ABC10 sports guys here with me. John Michael Hofling and Tyree Smith. Been a couple weeks, Tyree, man. We missed you. What's up? I'm sorry, man. I had to no, take I know care you're busy. Business. I, I know. apologize, but... Woo-wee. Let's go Saints, baby. Come the, on. I could only imagine how you were feeling during that game. I would have loved to have been there and seen you watch that game. So I was in the office when this was happening. Mm. And I went on air, and I was like, all right, yeah, Saints won. We won. And then I look at my phone after, and it was 28-27. I was like, uh, oh, so that. I took off, went back to the back room, and then I saw we kicked the field goal. And I was like, oh, okay. So Never you mind. were okay. actually watching it. You were just finding out what the score was. From I time was to time. watching it, and right before I went on, we were um, we scored another touchdown. I was like, oh, okay, bet. They're not going to come back. Next thing I know, he hits. Kenny steals in the end zone. I'm like, ah, <laughs> uh, snap. But then we kicked the field goal because we got the best kicker. No game. joke. Our, uh, our ABC10 group chat on Facebook Dan, who just got into football, by the way, this year, changed the name to Tyree, your Saints blow chunks, or whatever. <laughs> and and then, as soon, and then as, soon as, as soon as the Saints won that game, he apologized and changed it back. I was just like, dude, you know what? All right. But, yeah, it's a good day. The Tyree Revenge Tour through ABC10. I'm there for it. Drag him, Tyree. Hey, hey if, you, th- if you thought he was going to be hyped this week, just wait till they face the Rams this week. Watch us beat the Rams this week. I wouldn't, put it, I wouldn't put it past you guys. It's coming on ESPN this Y'all week. Y'all are going to have a lot to fight for this oh. week. But after big wins, that tends to be the time when letdowns happen. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because that's going to be part of our pick'em this week. We've got the pick'em standings to update you on. And I tell you what, <laughs> yours truly tied atop the leaderboard 4-1 and one, along with Jake Durant. Tyree, you, Ryan Steagerbolt, three and two. Mike had a tough week, one for five. <laughs> Hot take, Mike. Hey, there's 16 uh, weeks left. I plead the fifth. If I knew Antonio Brown was going to be gone from the Raiders, I would have picked the Raiders. Because I don't think the Raiders are a better team without Antonio Brown, but they're a more sound team with less... I think drama is like a big thing in the NFL. I told you last week you can change your pick right up until kickoff. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's not worry about that. Uh, like, I don't know. Joe Flacco looked awful though. Also, Matt Ryan looked really awful. Yeah, he yes. did. Yeah, the Falcons as a whole looked really, really bad. Yeah, right in time for a primetime game this week. I know they are also part of Pick'em. So here's my formula: we pick five games ourselves, the other two friends of the show that come on here from a weekly basis, and we pick five games every week that we give our picks on and see who has the best record when everything is said and done at the end of the year. So our formula is the three primetime games, Thursday, Sunday, Monday night, and then the two games that we have on ESPN Radio we carry here on ESPN-UP during Sundays, the early game and the late game, because we always have two, except this week we're only going to have one, because one of them involves the Packers, and due to blackout restrictions, you won't be able to hear that one. Saints and Ramzo. That one's going to be on here at 4 o'clock on Sunday. So here are the games we're picking this week. Tomorrow night, Thursday night football, Tampa Bay at Carolina. I don't know about you guys, but I am all in on the Panthers winning on the home field. Yeah, Tampa Bay looked like the second-worst team in the league last week. I'm a a Niners fan. Yeah, only the Dolphins. Um, (laughs) I'm a Niners fan, and straight up, I thought we looked really, really bad. But the Buccaneers lost that game. The Niners did not win that game. Jameis Winston lost that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Bruce Arians whispered to him, but it wasn't anything good. No, and I thought Bruce Arians was supposed to be a quarterback coach. I was I was sort of all in, sort of all in on the Buccaneers. I thought that they would be one of the most improved teams in the league with Bruce Arians. I think Jameis is just that bad as an NFL quarterback. You think he's that bad? Mm-hmm. Panthers in this one over Tampa Bay. How about the two Sunday games? The first one, again, blacked out here on ESPN-UP, but we've got... The Minnesota Vikings at Green Bay taking on the Packers. I have said since last year, I've been strong on this. I think the Vikings are winning the NFC North. I think they're going to win on Sunday. I can go with that one. All right. All right. Well, all right. Well, folks. Okay. So you saw it like Chicago. So Minnesota has a good defense, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But not as good as Chicago. This year? I don't know. No, no. Chicago's defense still looked really stellar. They did. Like last week. But... Minnesota has a better offense than Chicago. And I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I don't trust him. He he went 8 of 10 last week. 8 of 10. That's it. 
He didn't have That's to it. throw anymore. I know, I know. Yeah, because Dalvin Cook could be, yeah, because, because Dalvin Cook went all over the place, right? So as long mm-hmm. as the Packers, who just got two great linebackers this offseason, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, and they got a good strong safety in Darnell Savage to come up and help the run as well. If they can force Kirk Cousins to throw like they made Mitch Trubisky throw, I think that that'd be a pro- that'd probably be a good win for the Packers. So it's in Green Bay. I'm going to go with the Packers in this one. I think the only way that Kirk Cousins is forced to throw is if Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Do you think they're just going to keep running him even if he's not getting Oh, much? yeah, because that's exactly why they have a good defense is because they establish a strong running game. And as long as Minnesota has that formula, which, you know, the weak spot being that it all depends on Dalvin Cook staying healthy, as long as Minnesota has that formula, they're going to be the best team in the North. So you think as long as he stays healthy, there's like they're the best team? Yeah. Okay. In but- the North. I think that they're, they're, they are the most sound team as long as Dalvin Cook stays healthy. But I think the Packers do have an edge in some departments talent-wise. And at home, it's going to be a home opener. Like, it's a, always a big day in Green Bay for Packers mm-hmm. home opener, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of emotion. I think the Packers have a chance to take that one. All right, so we're going Tyree and I with Minnesota. I need to, I need to play catch-up here, guys. So. <laughs> I, need, I need to play catch-up. <laughs> The afternoon game Sunday, we've got the Saints at Rams. Tyree, I think I know what you're going to say, and I think I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with New Orleans to win the road. We're on a revenge tour right now, New Orleans, okay? <laughs> Not like the Michigan revenge tour when they when they ended up losing, but this is a real revenge tour. We are coming into their house, and we are going to win. The last time we were in their house, we lost, I think it was by six. But this time, we got Al- Alvin's are starting back. Um, Michael Thomas had a good a good game last game. Um, Drew Brees, he's looking like himself, even though he had to throw a pick in the end zone. Not not too hot about that one. But our defense has come along. It t- usually we don't win the first game. Mm. We haven't won the first game of our season in the past three years. So this was a surprise. So I think we're off to a good start. Oh, maybe that's why I picked Houston. <laughs> See, there you go. I, we're off to a good start. I think we have a, definitely a chip on our shoulder. And uh, I think we're going to come into their house and take the win. It was almost a really good pick, Mike. Yeah, almost. Uh, yeah, would have been a great two and three week for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think the Saints have it this one. They have way, way, way more to prove in this game. Um, the Rams, I think, dropped off a little bit, and I think with the addition of Jared Cook, even with the loss of Mark Ingram, I think that Jared Cook sort of replaces that a little bit. I think he's going to have a big week because the weakest part of that Los Angeles defense is their linebacking core. And Latavius Murray, I mean, he may not be Mark Ingram. Still pretty good back. Still pretty, he led the league in touchdowns, what, like three years ago? Four yep, years pro ago? bowler. Yeah. Had a 30-yard touchdown against the Texans, so. The Sunday night football game, we've got Philadelphia at Atlanta. Atlanta's supposed to be one of the best uh, at least most improved teams in the NFL this year, and they looked anything but against Minnesota on Sunday. For the first half, Philadelphia looks pretty similar to that, yep. and the second half they finally realized we're going up against Case Keenum. We should win this game. I think they're going to win at Atlanta, but, man, this could be an ugly Sunday night game. Do you think Philadelphia is going to win? I do. I'm going with this, Philly. This is the toughest game, I think, and it's because... I mean, I've said on the show before, I thought Atlanta was going to be for sure like the five seed this year. Mm. I thought that they were arguably the second best team in the NFC this year, behind only the Saints. So, but at the same time, they look so bad. Yeah. Before the show, I was just, or no, no, during the show, like, I've already said it, Matt Ryan looked awful. Not he MVP did. Matt Ryan. No, he, I, uh, yeah, I can agree with that. He straight up looked terrible, right? Mm-hmm. I and, can agree with that. But at the same time, the Eagles also look terrible. In the first half. And yeah. then they picked it up. No, they did have still, at least one good half, whereas Atlanta no, didn't. But even still, keep, it, keep this in mind. It was against Washington. Like, as good as their second half was, it was against Washington. Washington isn't as bad as you think. They have Case Keenum. Who's their best receiver? <laughs> right now, <laughs> Vernon Davis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, they have nobody on offense besides, like, Darius Geis. And he's hurt. He's hurt. Adrian Peterson. They didn't play him. He's in yeah, he was healthy. Yeah, I don't. I didn't even get. So that. it's like the, they have all they have is defense, right? Mm-hmm. All they have is Brian Arakpo. Ha ha, Clinton Dix is gone, right? They got Landon Collins though. Oh, great! They got Landon Collins. <laughs> that that would have been awesome three years ago. Wow. Yeah, he couldn't cover Deshaun Jack. I tell you what. I'm not a Philly fan by any stretch. I don't know that there's one moment in my life. I think I can honestly say I have never felt joy watching a Philadelphia sports team succeed. Never once in my life. But it's so much fun to watch Deshaun Jackson play football, and it just feels right that he's back in Philadelphia doing it. I, I like seeing these 76ers. The 76ers. Nope. They're, I'm a fan of them right now. Nope. No? Nope. <laughs> okay. 
I thought Rachel was gone. <laughs> I, I like seeing them succeed. They're a fun team to watch, I think. But back to football. Uh, I think I'll go with the Eagles here. Okay. There you go. Pro Football Focus has the Falcons winning uh, 60%. Mm. I was just like, oh, I don't know about that one. Nobody, right. nobody on the Falcons can cover Deshaun Jackson. There's not a single corner that's fast enough to cover him, in my opinion. I don't even know who their corners are. They have Desmond Trufant, right? Desmond Trufant. Oh, boy. Yeah, again, another guy that had been great three <laughs> yeah. years ago. Keanu Neal is hurt. Do they still have Robert Alford? Yes. No, 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 no. Their corners are Desmond Trufant. It's going to come down to if Deion Jones can get enough pressure on, uh, on Wentz, and I don't think that's going to be the case. They're going to have to, Big Beasley's going to have to get in there, too. But Vic know. Beasley hasn't been the thing since he got 15 and a half sacks. Wow. Oh, okay. Disrespect. All right. You got me on Eagles. I'll go All right. Eagles so too. we're unanimous on Philadelphia to get the win on the road on Sunday night. Then the Monday <laughs> night game. Oh, boy. Real barn burner over in the Meadowlands. Cleveland taking on the New York Jets. I'm Cleveland should Cleveland. win. Every single position, Cleveland has the advantage. They should on paper, but I thought the same thing against Tennessee, although this is the Jets. Tennessee is, it's like, I feel like I've said this, but Tennessee is always overlooked. They always have a very, very solid defense, and um, they always have a very solid defense, and if their offense can get going with Derrick Henry, it all revolves around Derrick Henry and Delaney Walker, which I told you guys, <laughs> I told you, I said he's really good. You just want him from fantasy. I right? do want him from fantasy. <laughs> man. I will give you I will give you the kitchen sink for Delaney Walker because right. I have O.J. Howard right now, and that's not working out. I'm but Delaney. <laughs> I know I know you're going to keep Delaney. Um, but it revolves around just over-the-middle passes and making sure Derrick Henry gets four to five yards of carry, right? And they're going to be able to. They they do that really well. They they've been a, they've been a winning team over 500 for four straight seasons. Nobody realizes that, but they're they're really solid. But they're forgettable. They're forgettable, yeah. <laughs> well, because like the only thing they've done that's like memorable. They've won one playoff game, and it took a miraculous touchdown reception from Marcus Mariota to get it done. Miraculous comeback. Is yeah, cool. yeah. So that's why they're so forgettable. Is because. They don't have any big names. Their best receiver is Corey Davis. Their best player on the defensive end is Jarrell Casey. So it needs. They need to have some mm, sort of big bird. moment. Uh, Jairus Bird. Bird. Uh, is that his first name? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No. He, no. He, I put Jarrell Casey ahead of Bird. Okay. I like your Delaney Walker revenge tour. He was on a little bit of a revenge tour the other day. Did you see his interview after the Cleveland game at his locker room? His neck is bigger than the circumference of my chest, my sternum. <laughs> I mean, his neck needs its own area code. Dude, his chest must be really big now, too. Why would you ever want to guard game? him? You've got your whole Dude, life ahead of you. I don't know, man. He's just, an, he's just another San Francisco tight end that they couldn't hold on to. <laughs> Delaney Walker, Vance McDonald, Vernon Davis, and like in two years, George Kittle's going to be gone, too. Oh, that would be horrible for you guys. Wow. He's that's just that's just how it goes, man. That's just that's just the 49er way. You Meanwhile, you'll want to sign another guy to a max deal that you've seen play less than ten career. Yeah, yeah, games. another quarterback. As soon as we're done with Jimmy G, we're gonna the what's his name, Nick Mullins. We've seen him play like four games. We're gonna be like, oh, you know what? <laughs> he had one really good game against the Giants, a max contract. No, here's what's gonna happen. Nick Foles is gonna come back week eleven. Garner Minshew is gonna look for a job, and that's gonna be the 49ers <laughs> think that oh they can God. win with. No, you know what? Straight up, if the Jaguars go five hundred. With Garner Minshew at quarterback, I guarantee you the Niners are going to be looking at him. He will be the hottest commodity for any team looking Jimmy for a quarterback. Okay. Do you think, think Jimmy, Jimmy will be pick, all right? Jimmy will pick he it up. He looks so bad, dude. He'll pick it up. So did Matt Ryan, and he's an MVP, so don't worry about it. Give him time. <laughs> yeah, but Drew Brees isn't an MVP. and Who should be? Yeah, he should be, but the I don't know, man. If you've been an MVP, that doesn't mean that you I mean, Derek Carr was an MVP favorite for most of that one year, too. Okay, but he looked hey, he he did look look good, good the other Denver. night. He did. Hold on now. He hey, John good. Gruden's an underrated coach, man. He is an underrated coach. Mm. He is, and we actually got a segment on that coming up later today. We, did, we failed to mention this early on. You may have heard of it through... Uh, social media but what we're going to do today as part of today's show we are going to draft the nfl coaches we're going to determine a draft order tyree john michael and myself and we are going to draft the nfl coaches i've got the whiteboard i've got the marker in the studio and we're going to select nfl coaches off the board find out who's going to be each of our first round picks i'm excited to see where a lot of these guys fall maybe some guys stock gets raised after week one but we've seen everybody on this board coach at least one nfl game small sample size for some but I'm excited to see how this all pans out. We're going to get to that a little bit later on. Plus, bad news for the Brewers. Christian Yelich's MVP repeat campaign is over. 
Are the Brewer playoff hopes over in the Antonio Brown saga plus USA basketball loss this morning against France? All that more coming up here in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hoefling, Tyree Smith with you. ABC 10 Day, also known as Wednesday here in the Sports Pen. Glad that you're along. We're having a fun discussion here during the break. We're talking about Team USA's loss to France earlier this morning in the World Cup quarterfinals. I tell you what, that qualifies the U.S. for the Olympics in 2020, but it's going to look a lot different than the team we put out there. Will it? I think it will. I think a lot of these NBA players are going to want to play in the Olympics. They think the World Cup is stupid. How embarrassing is this for the U.S.? Not that we can't get the best players want to represent the country, but that we lose to France in the quarterfinal. Like, we don't even medal here. I mean, we've got, like, our C-minus team going to this thing. Is it that embarrassing? I don't think it's that embarrassing. Like, everybody knows that this was going to be the year that the U.S. looked bad. There were still expectations because it's the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. But everybody knew that it was not going to be as dominant. Like, I think everybody expected them to medal, at least. But nobody, nobody said, oh, they're for sure the gold medal favorite still. Donovan Mitchell led us in minutes played today by two seconds ahead of Harrison Barnes. Mm. <laughs> That's just tough to hear. What a team. <laughs> I don't think people even remember Harrison Barnes. I, I, hey, hey, hey. Okay. Warriors fan over here. Yeah, right, and he's yeah. an Iowan. Yeah, but guess what? Ames, Iowa native. Lost. Ames, yeah. Didn't he go to Michigan State? He went to Carolina. Oh, really? But really? Iowan guy. Okay. I remember watching him play in high school. Yeah. Him and Doug McDermott, high school teammates. He's, he's on the Kings now, right? Yeah, he signed mm-hmm. a nice contract. Okay, yeah, he did. He got paid. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Probably more than he deserved. Harrison, I don't know, man. Uh, Harrison Barnes was always, like, good. Like, okay, Tobias Harris got a max contract, folks. Like, yeah, but, but what are they going to do when De'Aaron Fox wants to get paid here in a couple of years? They leave Sacramento, <laughs> move to a bigger market, <laughs> so they get more money. Cali has a lot of teams, man. They have a lot of teams. Okay, so. like... The Sacramento Kings have the most diehard fan base in California, right? Mm, probably. And then the Warriors have the most bandwagon fan base, and that's probably going to move to the Clippers this year. Mm. But let's face it, as, as diehard as the Sacramento Kings fans are, they're not going to be there much longer. Or they, they shouldn't be there much longer. Probably not. Well, How does Sacramento have a pro team? I don't, I don't know, man. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's the capital of California. It's been yeah, a little bit. Carson City's the capital of Nevada, and everyone wants to go to Vegas. Yeah, well, it's because it's the biggest city, right? So, right. It's the most popular city in Nevada, at least. I don't. Is it biggest? It might be. Yeah, yeah. it's the biggest. Okay. Well, yeah. It's the seventh biggest city in the U.S. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Is oh. it really? Yeah. I didn't know it was that it's far. Got a, there. It's got a lot of people, man. But that. It, it was. Hmm. I mean, prior to the Knights, it was the biggest team to not have a pro sports team. I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Like, it's a huge market, right? Sacramento's not. It's not. They need to move to, they need to, honestly, they need to move to San Jose. I don't know that they do well in San Jose. Why? Because they got the Warriors. The Warriors are in San Francisco. Yeah, but it's close enough to that Bay Area. No, no, no. Like, they attract the fans from Dude, San Jose. O- Oakland and San Francisco are the same distance away from each other as they are to San Jose. It's That's like what a, I mean. Is it's a, that it's like a triangle. Area. No, but there there have been teams in Oakland and San Francisco before. There have been two teams in the Bay Area before, and they've managed to both gather fan bases. Usually San Francisco gathers more, but... Who's your favorite team? Who's your favorite football team? 49ers. 49ers. You're wearing a San Jose Shark shirt. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I had... All those cities are fans <laughs> of the same teams. I mean, no, no I'm, I, I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not a fan of the A's. I'm not, I, I like the A's, but I'm not a fan of the A's. Right. I'm not a fan of the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can have allegiances. I mean, and if the Kings move to San Jose, honestly, like, it might take a couple years, but I would probably become a Kings fan. I think there are markets that I like better than San Jose. California has too many teams. San Jose is the, t- is the tenth biggest city in the U.S. Like, let's just keep that in mind, folks. It's another huge market. Cali has too many teams already, man. Move out of Cali. West Palm West Beach. Palm Beach. <laughs> 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 oh, you're a smart man. Good man. Yeah. Good I wonder man. if Tampa Bay needs an NBA franchise. No. How they about can, Baltimore? They, they can barely handle an, uh, an MLB franchise. <laughs> <laughs> both, both of those cities you were just talking about can barely handle an MLB franchise. Tampa Bay Rays are doing a whole <laughs> Yeah, except where, where are their fans? 
They don't have the money. Yeah, they don't. That's fair, that's fair enough. Okay. Well, uh, shut me up. <laughs> but I tell you what, the U.S. now, the best they can do is finish fifth. They play Serbia tomorrow. Serbia was talking about, uh, they were talking trash earlier in this tournament. Serbia is arguably a better team than France. They are. Yeah. They are definitely a better team than France. So this game's going to be tougher. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> not for us not right now. The U.S. could potentially be playing for seventh place by the end of this tournament. Boy. So bad, dude. I wish the NBA players cared about going to this tournament. I don't. I can't say I blame them, though. Yeah, I know. I know they want the extra rest, what have you, but still. I don't like getting embarrassed on the world stage. We lost to France. Like, nobody in any context has, been ever, <laughs> to, has ever been able to say that before. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, the English lost to France. So <laughs> we, we teamed up with them in 1776. The, the U.S. teamed up with France. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. You're talking about the <laughs> Revolutionary War, and they wouldn't have won it without us. Yeah, like, the, okay. They needed us more than we needed them. Look at Tyree. Tyree, <laughs> Tyree. Is, Tyree's choking. Why are we talking history? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, I've talked math on here before. You never, you can never count me yeah, on a wild card over yeah, here. Yeah, he taught me what an asymptote is. Asymptote, yeah. And Dude, I never would have gotten that. describing Gonzaga basketball. You use, why are you using... Fulvon, he's not here right now. He's not here right now. It's me and you, Tanner. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mike. Not all of us watch Frasier, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, USA basketball losing to France earlier this morning, 89-79. to 79. What else? The Milwaukee Brewers suffered a big blow last night. Christian Yelich left last night's game... He fouled a ball off his knee. Turned out he fractured his kneecap. His season is over. The Brewers are one game out. They're playing good baseball. They have won five in a row. Took three or four against the Cubs. They've won the first two against Miami. But now they're going to have to survive the last 18 games without their best player. And it's tough because that means the MVP race is over as well. Cody Bellinger is going to win his first MVP. I doubt this is the way that he wanted to do it. Although I think he would have won it anyway. However, this is really tough for Milwaukee. Do they have a shot at the playoffs? I mean, do they have any hope? All right, hold up. I'm going to do some math here real quick, okay? Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Come on, Mike. <laughs> uh, okay, well, yeah, now you guys have got me self-conscious. but To but, me, there are four actual playoff teams in the National League right now, and whoever gets that second wildcard spot is just someone who got the luck of the draw. Just the best of the average teams. Okay, so I'll go with that. A 7.1 war in 144 games, all right? Now, you, you divide that up. You divvy it up, all right? Mm-hmm. That's about two wins per 10 games. Uh, that's about uh, 140, 7 divided by 144. That's about 20 games per win. So, like, let's say they go about one game worse than what they would go with Christian Yelich. So if that's the case, and they're currently playing really good baseball, I think that that's a good chance for them to still make the playoffs. They're playing good baseball with him, though. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a five-game winning streak, right? All right, and baseball is a very team-oriented sport. It's probably, I mean, other than football, I think it's the most team-oriented sport in American sports right now. But, I mean, you need okay. you need all nine people in that lineup. If Christian mm-hmm. Yelich goes one for three with a home run, sure, that's one run, but mm, I'd say most games aren't won by one run. Well, it depends who's on base. Yeah, yeah, but like, let's say he goes one for three with an RBI and, uh, and with with a, with with an RBI. Okay, <laughs> uh, Tyree's not here for the statistics. Yeah, I know, but like, let's say he does that, right? Okay. That's a good day at the plate, but he's not going to do that every time. So it's just it's going to come down to the other eight guys stepping up, and I think that the Brewers have the capability of doing so. I mean, obviously they did it last year, but I think. Yelich is going to be a big blow, obviously, but they're not dead in the water. Here's their remaining schedule. Maybe there's a little bit of favorability left here. Lose the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> they they play Miami tonight, and then they play them again tomorrow to close out that series. That's an afternoon game. They've got three games at St. Louis. That'll be tough. But then four against the Padres, three against Pittsburgh, who's an absolute dumpster fire. The loss to the Giants, man. Then so. they end the year with six straight road games at Cincinnati and at Colorado. Dude, that is a good schedule. Is it? Yeah, all of those teams are done except for St. Louis. All those teams have nothing to play for. They're trying out people that were in the minors, calling them oh, up oh, for the so you mean so you mean as it is, it's favorable for Milwaukee. Yes, yes, I thought yes. you meant that that was a tough schedule. Like that's oh, a no, good no, no, schedule no, no. they have to play. No, that's a good mm. schedule for their chances. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. like, uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, I think this would be a time where they can actually feel like they can win. I think, Mar- honestly, I guarantee Marlins. No, well, I'm not going to guarantee. I mean, now, Marlins beat them tonight. Now the Brewers have something to play for, right? 
and everybody on that team is being told right now that they're done. Mm-hmm. Every single media outlet is saying, oh, no more Christian Yelich, they're done. They're, they're not making the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. But that just gives an opportunity for guys like Kesson Hero, Moustakas, Kane, Braun, Grandal to step up. And I'm excited to see that. I mean, Kesson Hero, he's a rookie, right? We don't know if he's like the most clutch guy we've ever seen. He could all of a sudden step up and become an MVP caliber type player in these last 18 games and help them make the playoffs. I like Keston Hira. I like him too. He's you know, fun to watch. My brother actually played against him. Did he really? Yeah. How about that? Did yeah. he play him? Um, back when my brother was playing for Seattle University. Also uh, in college. Yeah, yeah, in college. And um, Keston Hira went to Fullerton, right? Mm-hmm. If, I, if I'm correct. Yeah, so they played each other, I think, once. I don't think my brother pitched against him, but their teams played each other. You know what? I still think Milwaukee is in a better spot than most teams in the wild card race, even without Christian Yelich. I'm not saying they're going to make it, but if I'm picking between Milwaukee without Yelich or the Arizona Diamondbacks, I'm picking Milwaukee. Yeah, and we all know what Philadelphia is going to do. Yeah, they're, they're, picking they're, 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 Philly, yeah, they're I'm picking fall. them over Philly. I'm picking them over the Mets. The Mets have already lost their hot streak. The Diamondbacks are going to lose their hot streak. Mm-hmm. The Cubs are really the only battle right now for Milwaukee. You think so? Cubs will be the only hurdle. Okay. Uh, you, so you think it's only a two-team race now for this last spot? Yeah. I can see that. I think so. I don't think Philadelphia has enough to be able to get themselves over the top and get into the wild card race. They're two games back with about 18 to play. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think Arizona's going to continue to play hot baseball. I feel like they've peaked already. The Mets just aren't going to do it. They peaked about a month ago. I want to see if... I want I want Pete Alonso to break that home run record, though. He will. I'm sure he will. He's got, what, five to go? I think so. Aaron Judge had 52, and I think Alonzo's at 47 right now. Hey, last thing on baseball, though, and I'm glad that you brought that up. There is a race between the Twins and the Yankees. Who will finish with the MLB single-season home run record? Last night, the Yankees and D.D. Gregorius briefly took the team lead. Minnesota and Mitch Garver responded a few minutes later. They're currently tied, each with 277. New York has 16 games left. Minnesota has 18. Who wins this race? You know, just the fact that Minnesota has 18 wants me to say Minnesota. But also, Yankee Stadium that, is that's a big what I factor. Mean. I feel like it's going to be the Yankees. I hope like, it'll be the Twins. Even if the Yankees win this race, and let's say they end up winning by two home runs, mm-hmm. can we just like do the analytics on this and see how many of those would actually have been home runs in other ballparks? Because <laughs> the Twins, no doubtly, have... Like, if the Twins were playing in Yankee Stadium, they'd be up by 30 right now. Probably. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, that just, like you have to take that into account. Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hoefling, and Tyree Smith with us. Let's take another timeout. When we come back, we'll be drafting coaches in the NFL. Who is the top pick? I think we all know, but is he a lock? What does the top five look like if next? Ty- if Tyree is the first pick, then he's not going to be the first <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tyree does have the first pick. We might have a little controversy. <laughs> there That's we next go. Next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, John Michael Hovling with you. Here's your Sports Center update. Chiefs wide receiver Tariq Hill is expected to miss four to six weeks with a fractured clavicle. However, good news for Kansas City, he will avoid being placed on the injured reserve. The New England Patriots traded wide receiver Demarius Thomas to the Jets for a six-round draft pick in 2021 to make room for Antonio Brown. And, of course, the news about Brown broke. I think this was the first time these two divisional rivals made a trade with each other in almost 20 years to the date, and the last time that happened... It was Bill Belichick that was traded. <laughs> I think that's what happened. So and the Jets were like, come on. They <laughs> <laughs> have won a trade for the first time in 20 years against New England. And finally, there will be a full moon on Friday, which also happens to be Friday the 13th. The next time a full moon will occur on a Friday the 13th won't be for another 30 years until the year 2049. Lucky for us, we get to be outside Doing stuff that night. Yeah. Yep, we'll be exposed. We don't have time to, you know, cower in our basement, hide from the world that night. I mean, as long as one of the football players we're covering doesn't turn into a werewolf, I think we'll all be all right. (laughs) That'd be pretty interesting to watch. I mean, yeah, but (laughs) hey, hey, that'd be great. That'd be a great highlight. (laughs) 
Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, and John Michael Hoefling with you. So what we're going to do, we've got the whiteboard, we've got the marker out here in studio. I've got the names of all 32 NFL coaches on here. They're listed alphabetically. What we're going to do, Michael's got some kind of fancy doohickey here that he's going to put up. <laughs> it's called Mike. Siri. Real it's fancy. called Siri, yeah. Real <laughs> fancy, knip knop. And he is going to generate some kind of draft order for us. No, 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 no. We're all going to call out numbers, all right? 1 to 100, and then I'll ask Siri to pick a random number from 1 to 100, and we'll see who's closest. And all right. We'll be, is, that, is that fair? 1 to 100 works yeah. for me. That'll determine draft order. We just have, let's see, 32 <clears throat> coaches, each of us picking... Let's see, how many times would that be? How many rounds well, if there's be, three it'd of us? Ten, it'd be ten each uh, if we want to get to 30, if we want the last two, but let's face it. Thank that's you, the last two. <laughs> So I tell you what, we will have then 10 rounds, and each of us will pick once a coach is off the board, he's gone. This is not dependent on what kind of personnel you have. It's just if you could pick any coach to coach your team, who would you pick in order to be the most successful? So we got this draft going. Michael, if Siri's ready, she can have at it. Well, let's all pick our numbers first. 1 to 100. Tanner, why don't you lead us off? I'm going to go with 17. 17. Tyree? Uh... 45. 45. I'll go with 82. Okay. okay. All right. Hey, Siri, pick a number between 1 and 100. It's 61. 61. 61. Right. So, wait. So, Tyree would be the closest. Yes, because I'm 21 away and you are 12 away. No, no. 16. You, 16, yeah. So he's going first. We all know who he's picking. This is the controversy we were talking about. Well, do about. we know who he's picking? Yeah, we know Here who we he's go, picking. Tyree. The draft board is yours. All right. Here we, uh, Sean Payton. <laughs> You're going with Sean Payton. Yes, definitely. Okay, one. so Sean Payton is off the board. Mike? All right, Bill Belichick, uh, obviously. And there's a real shock. Okay, so Belichick <laughs> is not number one. If you had the first pick, would you take a Belichick number one? Yeah, uh, uh, obviously. No. I would, too. And I think no. we know who you're going to pick at three. I have got the number three overall pick, and I'm going to go with Sean McVay. Yep, yep. And oh the explanation goodness. really doesn't, not much doesn't else need to than, be made, yeah. Right, because he is exactly what the NFL is turning to. Yeah. So are we doing a snake draft, or are we going Tyree again? No, nope, we're going back to Tyree. Andy Reid. You're going with Andy Reid, all right. Mm -hmm. I wondered at what point he would be taken because I know Mike's not high on him, mm -hmm. but I think mm -hmm. number four is right for him. I, I, think like that. I think that's fair. I probably would have taken him in like the third or fourth round. Oh, so you would have taken him like 11th, 12th? Yeah, probably. Behind 10 other coaches in this league? Yeah, well, I'll take somebody else who has actually won a uh, Super Bowl. There's not like, many on this list, I mean, though. But uh, come on, John Harbaugh. Taking John Harbaugh Ooh, number five that's a overall. Good well, because the Ravens are always a legit contender. They and are. They, yeah, never they never have the best talent, but somehow Harbaugh always manages to pull them through and get them to the playoffs or at least in playoff contention. Everything. And he's won a Super Bowl, unlike Andy <laughs> Reid. Okay, but guess who's won a Super Bowl also? Sean Payton. And look, I got offense, <laughs> yeah, except I got defense. Andy Reid and Sean Payton Except, except guess crazy. what? Sean Payton needed an MVP caliber <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback to win. John Harbaugh needed Joe Flacco. <laughs> Tyree steaming. Mm. Do you know that? No, we're not getting into that. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> number six overall, I'm going to go with Pete Carroll. I'll okay. take him That's off the board one. at That's number six. Okay. So we've got to recap. We are six picks in. Tyree went with Sean Payton, number one overall. John Michael took Bill Belichick. Number three, I took Sean McVay. Tyree came back with Andy Reid. Michael went with John Harbaugh. And I've just taken Pete Carroll. Number seven overall on our list of NFL coaches. Draft board is yours, Mr. Smith. Okay, okay. He always says that. <laughs> I always say that. Um, Gets a little tougher here after the first couple Well, of I'm, I'm just looking at who's who's won a Super Bowl. And there's a couple more on there than I'm really looking mm -mm, at. Mm -mm, mm -mm, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Wow. I was wondering that's if he would a, be even a top 15 That's a reach. Here. That's a reach. All right. Mm -mm -mm. Mike Tomlin going number seven overall. All right. <clears throat> Who's won the Super Bowl, folks? Who up there has still won the Super Bowl? Okay. Well, you've got John Gruden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rabel did as a player. Um, that's That doesn't count. <laughs> uh, the only guy up there that I'm really confident in and has won the Super Bowl is Mr. Doug Peterson. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. His first two years as Eagles head coach makes me think he already is the best coach that the Eagles have ever had. Well, also, he's, he was in Andy Reid's coaching tree, and everybody in Andy Reid's coaching tree has been insane. Why do you think he picked Andy Reid, dude? No, no. So is it because of Andy Reid or is it because of his coaching Andy tree? Andy Reid's style, he doesn't need stars. He makes them. Oh, which, really? 
do we have to go into this conversation? Same thing with Sean Payton. <laughs> Nobody knew about Taysom Hill until he put him in his offense, and now everybody knows about him. That's why I picked Andy Reid for, like, he can figure out a defense as well. And I got Sean Payton for the offense. And now I got Mike Tomlin, who is in a great defense. And steps coach. onto the field during kick returns. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's called? Defense. <laughs> Anyways, move on. Hey, you guys can have this conversation because I'm having trouble picking who I want number nine overall. It's a little tougher here. Yeah, it I mean, just pick somebody from Andy Reid's coaching tree, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there's something. There's somebody on there I was looking at. You know what? There is just one other coach that we've had at least a decent sample size of that has won a Super Bowl, but I'm not sure that I like John Gruden number nine. Mm, yeah, that's tough. It is really tough because I do like what he's doing. At least I think I do. I'm not sure that I, mean, I want to... You, you watched the Monday night game, right? That was good. I think he's building something good, but if he was coaching my favorite team, I don't know how much trust I would have in him. I would hope he's doing the right thing, but it's easier for me to trust him since I'm not a Raiders fan. Mm-hmm. That being said, if I got to pick somebody... You know what? You guys have been a little bit on the hot take bandwagon. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with number nine. I'm going to go with Bill O'Brien. Okay. Shows that he's in win now mode. Yeah, that's fair. That, that, that's very fair. That's very fair. That's a really, really. Yeah. All right. I think I'm gonna go with uh, John Gruden. Okay. All right. I respect that. Uh, you know what? He's won a Super Bowl. I respect that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have taken him, but I, I can see your reasoning, or it, my reasoning fits with him, I guess. So, all right. I'm not gonna say who the three people are left from his coaching tree because mm-hmm. I want all of them, but I think the next guy I have to take. Um, it's probably somebody that... What? Why don't you say Anthony Lynn? No, no, no. Not Anthony Lynn. Oh, he's also... Okay, four guys left. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I was going to actually choose him. I think Matt Nagy I'm going to go with. Really? I was looking at it so hard. I was like... Ooh. Before last Thursday, I might have agreed yeah. with you on that. Yeah. But Matt Nagy off the board at number 11 overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number 12. There are two guys that I really, really like in this spot. Could be a few more guys that I think would be deserving. I'm going to go with Mike Zimmer from Minnesota. Mm, 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 mm. I know you're high on him. There's still a place for defense. Still a place for defense Mm -hmm. in the NFL, and Zimmer is one of the best at it. You're you're very right. I'm going to go with him at number 12 overall. Back to Tyree, 13th overall coaching pick. Wow, it's between two. I'm looking at him right now. I'm trying to follow your eyes and see him here. It's not that hard to figure out. I've already said them. <laughs> well, I think the two guys you're looking at are different than the two guys I'm, or three guys I'm looking at. But all right, well, oh, he hasn't been to a Super Bowl yet, though. But he has the caliber. And we're starting to get to some of the younger coaches now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? We're gonna go with um, we're gonna go with Anthony Lynn. Okay, all right. He was gonna be my next pick if he was still there, but I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anthony right. Lynn, what he's doing with the Chargers right now can't be understated. All right, so mine's coming down to three guys, mm-hmm. and two of them are uh, Andy Reid coaching prodigies, and the other one has been to a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? So, well, how do we know? You haven't told <laughs> us, <laughs> right? Yeah, you you know who I'm talking about. No, we don't. How do you? Go ahead. Well, two of them have been to Super Bowl, so I guess okay. The, the third guy I was looking at, he's definitely not coming up. But all right, so straight up, I'll just tell you who it is. It's between Dan Quinn and Ron Rivera. Mm. They've both been to Super Bowls. One lost to arguably the greatest offense of all time, and the other lost to the greatest comeback of all time. So it's just a matter of who I trust a little more. And I think that the Panthers have had worse talent, and that I think that that goes to show that Rivera has done more with less. And I think that's why I'll take Rivera here. I was going to take Rivera if you didn't. So the mm. last two guys that I was going to get have now both been taken, number 13 and 14 overall. We're, we're, we're sniping you, man. So now we're down to... Well, we're 14 picks into this. So here's a quick rundown of the board. These are the coaches still left available. If you're just joining us, we are doing an NFL coaching draft. We picked a random draft order, and we are drafting between us 10, 11 rounds of who we would pick to coach our NFL team if we still had any any pick of these coaches. So here is what the board looks like right now. We've got Arians, Fangio, Flores, Garrett, Gase, Jay Gruden, Kingsbury, Kitchens, LaFleur, Marone, McDermott, Patricia, Quinn, Reich, Shanahan, Shermer, Taylor, and Vrabel. There's still some good coaches. There are still some good coaches on here, but it gets a little bit tougher now that we're down to number 15, the 15th overall pick. We're about halfway home. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, if I need to pick somebody out of this group, I am going to go with... Uh, 
I kind of want to say Dan Quinn. Yeah. I yeah. kind of do. I mean, of all those guys, I think he's the only one left that's still been to a Super Bowl. Well, as a head coach, anyway. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Mike Vrabel. Mm. If he wasn't with the Titans, I think he'd have accomplished a lot more by now, and I still think he will accomplish I mean, a lot more. In te- his co- technically, he didn't do as well as his predecessor, uh, Mike Malarkey. He didn't mm. make the play- he didn't make the playoffs and didn't win the playoff game. Yeah, but he's only been there two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and to be honest, anybody who can do something with as talentless a team as the Titans are <laughs> is is good. But also, he's from Belichick's coaching tree. Yep. I think that's uh, that's sketchy too because they. Haven't tended to do well. Was coached by Bill Jack, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Tyree, number 16 overall, the official halfway point after this pick. <sighs> wow, this is that now it's actually Yeah, tough. it keeps getting tougher. Um, okay. I uh okay, I can't think I'm I'm not thinking of Super Bowls now. I'm thinking about what they can coach and yep. what they've coached in the past. Um Mm. <laughs> I know exactly what you you were looking at there. Uh, this is gonna sound really crazy, Matt Patricia. Really? Ooh, yeah. What is it you like about Matt Patricia? Defensive guy, man. Okay, defense. All right. He yeah, because that Lions defense is known for being real stingy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, look at look at the okay. Look at his defense with the Patriots. I think I'm not thinking about the. Well, Lions. we're not looking at defensive coordinator history, though. No, but I'm thinking of where he'd be now. Like I I, I have the pieces. Now I'm thinking of their specific strengths. Okay. So now we're officially halfway through. Pick you, you, number 17 overall. You, you, you didn't take Dan Quinn. I didn't. I'll take Dan Quinn. I'm surprised <laughs> he slipped to the back half, to be honest with you. I thought Mike Tomlin might. Yeah. But he went number seven overall to Tyree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tripping. What? No. Well, well, I, <laughs> I gotta have a it doesn't matter who Tyree takes for the rest of this. Just keep in mind, he took Mike Tomlin at seven. Yeah, I took a brother. Thank you All very right. much. I took a brother. You took, you took both brothers. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Um. Yeah, you also took Sean Payton over Belichick. <laughs> yes, I did for many for a few reasons. But being a homer doesn't have anything to do with it, right? Uh, nope, <laughs> not at all. All right, this is you know what we're in the 18th overall pick. We are into the sixth round, so I can start getting a little little hot. You, you can start reaching at this. Point. I can start reaching my inner John Michael Hoefling. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I think I'm a little wilder right now. I know I can start being a little wild here. And I'm going to do exactly that, and I'm going to pick Zach Taylor. I, I don't think that that's too wild. Just one game, yeah. but Andy Dalton passed for 430-something yards. Of all the new coaches, I think he looked best. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go with Zach Taylor, 18th overall. I was impressed with his debut. There's one more guy. Against a really good Seattle defense, by yeah. the way. There's one more guy I'm looking at. Andy Reid coaching prodigy. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tyree's making the show. He's shoving me off. Uh-huh. Bruce, Bruce Arians. Okay. Bruce Arians. Yeah, quarterback whisper. Mm-hmm. Except Jameis. Jameis is deaf, apparently. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can air that, but thank you, Michael. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right, well, there's one guy left from Andy Reid's coaching tree. Took the Bills to the playoffs for the first time in 18 mm. years, Mr. Sean McDermott. Okay. It's, I mean, they're the team, other than the Dolphins, probably with the least amount of talent, right? And there's, Maybe. They're still going to be like a playoff contender for at least half the year, right? So... You know what? If he slipped this late, I'm going to go with Shanahan. Mm, okay. Because he's not performed up to expectations as a head coach, but I think the potential's there yeah. because of his offensive yep. ability. So if I can get him at 21, I'll go with him. All right, let's go wild. Let's get wild with it. Jason Garrett. 22 uh, well, over, uh, lots of playoff all right, all right, fair enough. Jason Garrett off the board at number 22 overall in our coach's draft. Hmm. Um, this is the 49ers family coming out, but Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio. Because in his one game coaching in his sixty years on this earth, you saw a lot that you liked. No, I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't see a lot that I liked. But uh, I mean, I'm surprised by Tyree's mo- motion of defense for his picks. He didn't pick Van- Fangio too, because Fangio's a better defensive mind than Patricia. I think. Actually, yeah, that is true. Yeah, but I'm still thinking about what he did in New- what Patricia did in New England. So number twenty four, last pick of the eighth round. I'm going with Matt Lafleur. All right. I think he's going to show a lot more than he did in his head coaching debut. I think the upside is there offensively. Yeah. Kind of surprised he's still there. At oh, we 24. are getting to the bottom of the barrel. Yes, we are. Let's do a quick update on the board for the audience. This is what we have left. Eight picks left. We've got Flores, Gase, Jay Gruden, Kingsbury, Kitchens, Marone, Reich, and Shermer. There's a couple guys that I wouldn't be A couple guys, with. yeah. All right, we'll go... I'll get. I'll keep the Gruden uh, brothers together. We'll go really? There. Yeah. I don't All think right. that's that bad. Okay. I hey, 
He got to the playoffs with Kirk Cousins. I know. That's all you got to say. I think Jay makes a pretty good assistant. Once he's fired by Washington this year, (laughs) he will join his brother's staff in Oakland. It's the same thing with Todd Bowles, right? Mm -hmm. Todd Bowles wasn't a good head coach, but he does wonders as an assistant. Yeah. You could Um, say that Vance Joseph is the same way. Yeah. Um, I'll go Freddie Kitchens here. Okay. All right. Freddie Kitchens is off the board. Oh, gosh. Well, okay. I don't think he'll be a good head coach, but, I mean, he's heading a possible playoff team, right? I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but they're a possible playoff team. Hmm. Number 27 overall. I want offense here, and I like the potential, so I'm going to go with Kingsbury. Mm, okay. The adjustments that he made in the fourth quarter with Kyler Murray, that's true. That, that makes me think this could work. That's There's true. still there, a chance. There's another offensive guy I like on there. He'll probably be my last pick Same. if, uh, if Tyree didn't yeah, take him Yeah, sorry, here. I'm going to take him. Gase. No, that's not the guy. I was Crazy talking about. eyes <laughs> off the board. It's not really? the guy I was talking about. Okay, um, I'm taking the former Minnesota Vikings offensive yep. coordinator, Mr. Pat Shermer. I like Pat Shermer. I was thinking I, I about taking him, but you know, because of Kingsbury being younger and part of a new generation that's been breeded, bred, 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 bred with offense, breeded. Uh, <laughs> that makes me think that I should probably take Kingsbury over Pat Shermer. Pick number thirty overall, Frank Reich. Yeah. yeah, I think that's. Pick for me. I mean, yeah. So that'll be my last pick. I'll let you guys fight amongst Doug Marone or Brian Flores. Can we just, can, can we just like? Uh, I'll let you have it, Tanner. Honestly, why would I want Flores? No one wants nobody, Flores nobody wants right Flores. Now. Go Marone. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's probably the right choice. Which well, means Brian right, Flores is up. pick number thirty-two. I mean, I have a lot of picks here. I could go with Flores, or I could go with no one. And, Ooh, there you yeah, go. yeah. Uh, and you know I'll take Flores. You could go with somebody's coordinator. Yeah, that's you go true. with Wade Phillips, dude. Honestly, who who's the head coach? Uh, who uh, Kyle Nystrom? Kyle Nystrom. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Kyle Nystrom, number thirty-four. Actually, <laughs> I would take Kellen Moore, new Cowboys yeah, offensive no coordinator. No joke, above man. A lot of these head coaches. That's like a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. It looks like when Jason Garrett gets fired after this year, Kellen wow. Moore, if he applies for the head coaching job, I don't know that he's ready to be <laughs> honest with you. But I think you got to give it to him. Yeah, because. If you spur him, just he's going to get mad and leave. Yeah, just one week. You think Jason Garrett's going to get fired? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think he needs to get at least to the Jerry NFC Jones Championship. Jerry Jones loves him, Jason Garrett. I know man. he does, but I think the pressure's at some point got to get to him. They got far last year. They got far last year. Got hey, second also, uh, hot take. Uh, I think Sam Bradford is the next Kellen Moore. The next mm. player turned coach that's going to be a great coach. I could see coach. Sam Bradford being a coach. I think he'd be a I really think good Tony coach. Romo would be a, a, a coach. That, no, he'd I be, like he'd, him in the booth. He's, he's way too good in the booth, yeah. Okay, you could be. Okay, but still, I don't know about that. He Sam could Bradford. be a good coach, I think. But Sam Bradford, I could see it. You know, Byron Leftwich, I remember him back in his playing days, had one good year with Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. He's turned into an outstanding offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Byron Leftwich is a really good Something offensive about that, coach. Man. There are a couple, like, former quarter. I think Colt McCoy would be a fine, quarter- would be a fine quarterback's coach mm-hmm. or something like that. But, yeah. there's a, there's a, a lot. Okay. That's fair. There's enough. a lot of, like, former quarterbacks that I think would be good coaches in the league right now. I know Garner Minshew will be someday. <laughs> <laughs> Garner Minshew. Man, I really hope the Niners don't get him. Uncle Rico. He looks like Uncle Rico and what was it? and like the Ben Stiller's character from from Happy Gilmore. White Goodman. No, no, from Happy Gilmore. Okay, both of them actually. <laughs> yeah. It's ben the same Stiller character in Dodgeball, and then Hal the Orderly from Happy Gilmore. They yeah. look like the same person, pretty much. You know, now that I think well, they are played by the same person, but yeah, same yeah. mustache yeah. is what I'm saying. Same mustache, at. yeah. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, and John Michael Hoefling with you. Let's take a timeout. we got more to come on ESPN-UP after this. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any of the show today, you can check it out on demand. Get our app from the Apple Live Store, Google Play, or look up ESPNUP.com. Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hoefling, Tyree Smith with you. Glad that you're with us. Continuing to discuss the NFL coaches draft that we just did, who would have thought Dan Quinn would go in the second half, Mike Tomlin would go top ten? Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Whoever did that must be out of their minds. <laughs> wow. I don't know who did that one then. Whoo. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. Tyree got mad when I said, over the break, we were talking about this, and Tyree got mad when I said I would take Sean Payton top six. I would take him in the second round. If he's not top two, then you're out of your mind. No, he's not. You like Sean McVay because of, oh my gosh, because of his offense in the Rams, right? Yeah. Now. Barely. Where, where, where do you think Jared Goff would be without Sean McVay? Probably backup somewhere. Exactly. 
It'd be a glorified Sam Darnold. Exactly. So but. it's like, what's the what's 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 the issue you are seeing here? Okay, but she's okay. You see the weapons that he has, and you see the weapons Sean Payton has. Guess there. who does better with their weapons? Sean Payton, because he's a better offensive mind. But doesn't Sean Payton have better weapons? Yeah. Mm, well, well you, the most you want to go, go. The most uh, important position is quarterback. So quarterback okay. counts as like five weapons, right, and he's we, got he's got arguably a, he's got an arguably top three quarterback all time. Got Drew Brees <laughs> against Jared Goff. All right, that's beat. Running back. Alvin Kamara versus Todd Gurley. Well, even still, Todd Gurley is like hobbled right now. I'd pick Kamara. I'd pick Kamara too. Okay. I mean, there's a reason we chose Kamara way over Gurley in fantasy, right? Name the Saints starting three receivers. Michael Thomas. Okay. Ted Ginn. Okay. And um, uh, Traquan Smith. Okay. Now name Rams. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. There you go. People who don't... Okay, how many receivers, though, can you name that actually make their quarterback instead of the other way around? 90% of the time, the quarterback makes the receiver. 99% of the time, the quarterback makes the receiver. The Minnesota Vikings are the 1%. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, you got to say with um, when Tom Brady had Randy Moss. Yeah. I don't think Randy Moss made Tom Brady. <laughs> ooh, Rand, ooh, that's a debate. Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady won a couple games before he Randy did, Moss he got did, there. But Randy Moss made him better. I mean, there there are obviously going to be receivers that make their quarterback better, but there are very few quarterbacks that make their there are very few receivers that make their quarterbacks. DeAndre Hopkins with Tom Savage made his quarterback, right? I don't know that anyone made Tom Savage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you have to be incredibly talented to make to make your quarterback. Antonio Brown with uh, Landry Jones. Made Landry Jones somewhat serviceable. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't put T.Y. Hilton with Jacoby Brissett up there. I think Jacoby Brissett is talented enough to support him. Mike Evans with Jameis Winston. Mike Evans with Jameis Winston. Stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So you need to be incredibly talented to do that. And I don't think Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, and, Brandon Cooks is the only questionable one. But I don't think Robert Woods and Cooper Cup can be said as they made Jared Goff. No, but they that ooh, that's tough. Because those are actually very good Would receivers. you count George Kittle making Jimmy Garoppolo? George Kittle making Nick Mullins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J- Jimmy G. Has, Jimmy G. wasn't there for that. Yet. Oh, can, you, you that's say, true. Yeah, that's he, true. I so crazy. Um, wow. Yeah. So we had fun with that segment. Yeah. But I tell you what, uh, I was surprised. I mean, you know, you have your reasons, and you defended your argument, Tyree, for liking Mike Tomlin. I respect that. Yeah, you know? but his defense for Sean Payton was, "I'm from New Orleans." <laughs> no, literally, <laughs> literally. You know who Kirk Coleman is? Yeah. Who is he? <laughs> he doesn't believe you. All right, yeah, that's the point. But he scored. He scored a major touchdown against the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. We almost lost that one, but thank God you, you fumbled that ball. Woo! All right. I tell you what, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we're almost out of time. I've got some audio I want to play, some Buff Bagwell and Enos Cantor audio that's just wonderful. Oh, is this from the WWE? Yes, yes, it's just <laughs> wonderful. Plus, they're going into a little bit of a small business. I want to play that audio here in a few minutes. I don't want to beat this to death because ESPN nationally has. But do the Patriots cut ties with Antonio Brown? Robert Kraft had... <laughs> let's keep in mind, guys. Robert Kraft had the same stuff happen. Nothing happened to him. Okay, so, true. The, Patri- the, the Patriots culture is strong enough to survive even with Antonio Brown. So I think that they'll be fine. I don't the, think they need him, though. They don't. But it, like, if he becomes too much of a distraction, like sure. But I think their culture is tough enough and is good at... Like putting people down enough. Like you remember, Rob Gronkowski said he was unhappy with the team. So what did they do? They worked Rob Gronkowski till he was almost like dead, pretty much, like almost clinically dead. And they were like, "Hey, who wants him? Who wants this generational talented tight end?" Or what happened when uh, Cordero Patterson was late to practice that one time and he got yelled at till he cried, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's like they just do so. Like that doesn't sound good, but they do so well at like making sure people know their place, making sure that they that nobody on that team thinks they're bigger than the team. And, like, if there's one guy in the league, maybe OBJ too, if there's one guy who thinks they are bigger than the team, it's Antonio Brown. But I think they'll, they'll handle him fine. Okay. I believe that they... Uh, he makes the offense better, even though, like, the past, like, what is it, past six seasons, he's had over 1,200 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't happen. It's not going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. But I th- do think they still makes the team better in certain ways. You don't think he'll reach a th- You don't think he'll reach 1,200 yards? I don't think his, I don't think Belichick's, the way that they run their offense is going to be able to, to form I, that. I think he won't lead, lead the team in receptions. I think that'll still be Julian Edelman. Receptions, yes. Yards? Yards, I, I could see Anthony Brown taking. 
Okay. It depends on how they use them. But no, I don't think they cut ties. They, they're too big of an organization. They hide a lot of stuff under the rug. At this point, though, I have no idea what to think of Antonio Brown. I just don't. I'm lost trying to wrap my brain around what he could possibly be thinking. Well, he they they have him practicing today, so he thinks he's he thinks he's larger than life, mm-hmm. and you need to stop that in its tracks. I think he's bipolar. It, really? Well, what I about, really do. I think he's got one emotion, and it's ego. <laughs> I, I think he's done so well in this league that he feels like he could do whatever he wants. I, I think there's a mental component to this. I think he's bipolar because some of his Raider teammates, when he was in camp, his brief Raider teammates, and even some of the Steelers guys would talk about how his mood can change, do a 180 so quick, he can feel on top of the world, and he can feel extremely insecure. With his behavior that he's seen lately, I just feel like, bipolar disorder is a real possibility for Antonio Brown. My question is, like, you guys watch Hard Knocks, right? Yeah. Or at least some of it. And there was this whole, like, cringy aspect of it where it was like, oh, he and Antonio Antonio Brown Derek Carr best friends, right? And there was, like, this whole cringy thing where they were, like, obviously fake and whatnot. It's like, I wonder if they've said two words to each other since. I don't know if they have. I know. Honestly, it's like, like how much of it was for the cameras? Right? I think Gruden was the only one who wanted Antonio Brown there. <laughs> He really wanted him there, really bad. Uh, no, not according to the phone call, apparently. That's fair, but he doesn't need him. Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams looked good. Mm-hmm. Same with Darren Waller. Exactly. They'll be fine. Picked up Darren Waller in fantasy this week. I like him. Not, not, in, our, not in our league. Not in your league, league no. Yeah, Tyree has him in our league. I do mm-hmm. have him. That was yeah. a good pick. I need, yeah, you to trade, good pick. I need you to trade me a tight end, dude. We're not talking about that. <laughs> not happening. Not giving you Delaney Walker. I can't. I will give you the kitchen sink. <laughs> I don't want it. Hey, before we run out of time, I want to get to this because I love this. Last night, Enos Cantor, Boston Celtics Center, briefly won, quote-unquote, the WWE title belt, and he started going into a business similar to one that Antonio Brown somewhat pioneered a few months ago. If you missed it, Antonio Brown put up happy birthday videos, which you could get for a small fee of $500. Happy 38th birthday. And I hear it's your second anniversary wedding. I hear you've been working really hard as a defense attorney, and your birthday is here. Happy birthday. We celebrate you today. Hope your birthday is booming. So after winning the WWE title belt last night, Enos Cantor felt like it was his turn to get into the business. Yo. The Don, what's up, my man? I hope you're doing well. Just want to say what's up. I heard that you know your birthday is coming up. Just wanted to say happy birthday. I uh, wish you the best. I hope you're gonna have the best birthday, best year ever. I'm uh, very happy for you. And I heard you're a Miami Heat fan. Come on, man. Uh, well, we're gonna destroy probably this year, but just saying. But. Uh, Oh, uh, and I heard that you got destroyed on fantasy football this week. That's rough, man. You're having a rough week. But uh, just want to say what's up, man. Thank you for the support. And um, let's go Celtics. The thing I like about Inez Cantor's videos is he actually says the guy's name. Like, if he's going to pay that kind of price, he actually mentions the guy's name when he's wishing him happy birthday. Although this particular client just wanted to be known as The Don. That audio, courtesy of the Dan Levitard Show, is Stugatz, because The Don is a friend of their producer, Mike Ryan Ruiz. And he was kind enough to share that video with the world. But you know what I love about this business is how it's growing. I, I believe it's called Cameo, I think is the website. And this is a growing business among celebrities, including Buff Bagwell, the wrestler from the 1990s who might just have my favorite shout-out video yet. I am Buff, I am the stuff, and the girls cannot get enough. This shout-out goes to Leo. Happy birthday, 34 years, and you're still in shape. Brother, that's huge to me. Thank you so much also for being a big fan of mine, bro. That means a lot. And they also call you Don. Don, this dance is for you, but I don't know Alex Wright's dance. I'm going to give you my dance. It's called the Buff Strut. And you go back and forth like this right here, and you hit it with the pose at the end. That's the Buff Strut. Buff out. 
I love how these videos are conducted. It's like nobody gets dressed for him. Antonio Brown was in a pool when he did his now famous video. Enos Cantor was laying in bed, looked like he was about to go to sleep, wearing just a tank top. And then you get Buff Bagwell shirtless dancing in the video. Look it up if you haven't seen it because the video's hilarious. Shirtless dancing well after his career as a pro wrestler has come to an end. I tell you what, though, with that... Let's call it a day. I appreciate you both being here. Good to have you both back with me. What do you guys have coming up this week? We got a couple things, of course. We're going to try to do our next Thursday throwdown next week. That's going to be something good. That's mm-hmm. going to be something good. Tyree really wants to lace up his cleats and challenge one of the enemy football players. <laughs> yeah, trying to trying to get the cleats on, uh, challenge one of the corners, see if they could cover me on a deep route. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they can. But we'll Tyree's got out. speed, man. He's fast. We're oh, gonna, I, I don't doubt it. He's a former running back. Yeah. We're going to find out how fast those enemy players actually are. <laughs> they went against McKenna. Injury. They weren't really that fast, so we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Um, and then, of course, I haven't done a Monday Minute in three weeks. Yeah. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody's really disappointed in me, too. So uh, I'm really going to try as best I can to get one done this weekend. Mm-hmm. But they just take so long to get done. Exactly. But I really like doing them. So. And we yeah. appreciate your work. Thank you for your service, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I try to get into analytics here, but you guys <laughs> you guys shove me out. I'm joking. And we got Friday Night Frenzy coming up. Yeah, so. there you go. Of course, Friday Night Frenzy. And that's the fun stuff. That's the fun stuff. Busy week per usual here in the UP. I'm back on tomorrow. Same time and place. It's my hope you join me. Until then, I'm Tanner Hoops signing off for ESPN-UP.